What is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Four Transplants and a Microphone, where today we are three transplants and a local. As always, providing a whole lot of laughs, a whole lot of information about Charlotte, and focusing a bit on the small business world. Today we have an awesome guest, Chris Mallory. We're going to get into his story, his business a little bit. But first, we're going to go around the table, do some voice intros. I am Jack Tompkins with Pineapple Consulting Firm. Russell Hughes with Hughes Realty Advisors. Brandon with Superior Data Solutions. And I'm happy to introduce Chris Mallory. Chris, give us a little bit, just like the quick elevator pitch on your business. Well, I, there. Me and my business partner, who's also my mom, we own top to bottom business and we focus on bookkeeping and process improvement for small businesses. Okay. We serve clients all over the country, have a team of 30 and mostly in and around North Carolina. Very nice. That's awesome, man. I think it's so cool that your mom is your business partner, too. That's that's like the coolest family business story that there is. Yeah, and she's probably the only... Everybody always says, don't do business with family. Don't have... She's like the perfect fit. Yeah. She knows what she doesn't want to do. She's like, you you make the decisions about all this. <laughs> and then she she's the accounting wizard. And I leave, okay. leave her things to her. That's, so you run... A very accounting-based, bookkeeping business, but you're not an accountant yourself. Nope. Yeah, you don't touch that at all. I I know enough to be dangerous. Okay. And dangerous to my own team, <laughs> not to there clients. I yeah. can help them. Okay. There you go. That's good. That's a good balance, actually. I like that. But no, very successful business. I mean, we've we've been talking for a while now, so I'm very happy to have you on. Thank you. And I, this is far delayed for the people that are listening. They don't know. Welcome back to Charlotte. You took a little stint over in Wilmington, right? That's right. We spent seven years okay. in Wilmington. And what'd you think? I I love the busyness of being close to a bigger city. Yeah. We lived about 45 minutes north of Wilmington in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Okay. And Five minutes north of Wilmington is the... Is, <laughs> you can see the middle of nowhere from there. Yeah. Right. We, went, we went past there. Yeah. So enjoyed, enjoyed some of the things the beach had to offer. We were three miles from the beach. Okay. But with our, our both of our daughters, you know, starting to get older, we just we felt like this was the right thing with the company and more importantly with the family for yeah. options yeah. for them. Very nice. No, that makes sense. And I think a lot of people a lot of people do come back and definitely want to dive into why you came back to Charlotte. But it seems like a pretty good family area here versus Wilmington. I mean you guys, Brent and Russell, you guys have families too. It's it's a good family area I'd say, for the most part. Yeah, I mean Jeez, I'm loud. <laughs> no. I turned that down a little bit. Can someone get me a tissue to stick in my ear because yeah. it's now bleeding? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been to Wilmington once. It it reminded me a lot of Newport Beach where it was kind of just a mm-hmm. beach city, no parking. Oh, near LA, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's more the Orange County side. You had the L.A. beaches, which aren't. They, were just, they had an ocean there, but they weren't really where you went. He had an ocean. Okay. Yeah, if you ever <laughs> an went, ocean and a lot of sand. Yeah. But he, no one wanted to go there. Yeah. It was, it was a little flunky down there. That's where you had like Venice and... Dockweiler Beach. Beach. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. You, could still, you can still have fires on Dockweiler Beach, though. Yeah. To this day. Yeah. Really? Yeah, you can camp there, too. That's about the only place you can yeah. camp. Yeah. I mean, the LAX literally flies over Dockweiler, so it's it's not peaceful in any way, shape, or form, no, but you can have a fire. Miserable. Yeah, the... Uh, so most of the people, when you hear like surf beaches, those were all the Orange County, like Huntington and mm-hmm. Newport and all those beaches and then down San Diego way. But it reminded me a lot of that, especially Newport itself, the way that it's laid out. It's just more congested. It's what I was trying to get away from. So, yeah. I mean, it, it was nice. It was 
really nice beach. I mean, it was way nicer than whatever one in South Carolina is that everyone raves about. Uh, Myrtle? Myrtle? Yeah. Raves. The Redneck Riv? Yeah, I don't, I, I don't get that at all. <laughs> all right. I'm, I'm from here. Yeah. We don't rave about that. No. No. Everyone swears by it. I'm like, I don't get this I, at all. North Myrtle <laughs> is a different animal, but Myrtle Beach has never been anything other than the Redneck Riviera. Yeah. For the entire time we've lived here, it's been the Redneck Riviera. I'm sure it's been for, for 20 years prior to that, it was Redneck Riviera. Yeah. And miniature golf, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have played miniature golf in Myrtle Beach. That was probably the highlight of my trip. Yeah, I don't, I don't get what the 100 miniature golf places are there, but. <laughs> when, Tourist traps. When I was growing up, it it was in a lot better shape but i think all of the hotel owners and stuff there made so much money they were like you know i'm we're just gonna stop taking care of it uh, and just and it's just kind of slowly deteriorated now you know you go there for conferences and mm-hmm. soccer tournaments and baseball tournaments and that's it yeah that's you know, it just nobody yeah. wants to i not we're not no family week-long vacations to Myrtle Beach. Right. Nope. Yeah, it's not a destination anymore. No. It's like Atlantic City. Yeah. Kind of same, same, same deal. Same degradation. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's Atlantic City done. without the fun part of the. Yeah, casinos. without the gambling. <laughs> With yeah, and a lot more sharks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I would argue that going there is a gamble. <laughs> that is <laughs> fair. That is fair. Who knows what you come out with? Yeah. Yeah, okay. It was Biker Week the one time I did go to Myrtle oh, Beach. Yeah. Though. There you go. It's always Biker there Week. You go. Beach. <laughs> There's yeah. It's, it's a or or Biker Week, also known as the day that ends in Y. Right. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So born and raised here. I mean, you've seen you've seen quite a bit of change in Charlotte because obviously Charlotte changes by the minute, mm-hmm. let alone over years. Favorite thing about Charlotte now? Now you live in South Carolina, technically. Favorite thing about Charlotte today that is different from kind of when you grew up. 485. 485. Oh, good answer. Absolutely. I, yeah. I grew up in so I grew up in North Charlotte and mostly in Huntersville and okay. on the border of Concord. Yep. When I was a kid, I went to Huntersville Elementary School. It was woods. Like yeah. Mooresville, you know, Dale, nothing. It was not there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People don't realize my truck has got a 2013 or a 2012 nav disc in it. And it doesn't even have 45 going all the way around Charlotte. Nope. I started wow. when I was a kid. Yeah. 45 started when I was a kid. And now it's, now when I go to my office in Cornelius, even if the GPS says 77 is fine, I take 45. Oh, oh yeah. No brainer. 100%. I, I live down, we, we, they joke that I live in Georgia because I live in Union County. Hmm. But going up the lake on that side of 45 is so civilized because yes. there's no one there. <laughs> yeah, right. It's awesome. Yep. That's a good word. It's civilized. Yeah. It's, 77 is the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> Think about because going making the trip to Wilmington, it's three and a half hours straight down 74. Right, that's yeah. one road. Yeah. So before 485, you'd have to come all the way in, oh, and yeah. then to get to get to 77 mm-hmm. oh, or Independence, and then cut up. Yep. Now you you can take 218, or come in and just hit 45 and just skip all of it. Yeah, you got options to go north or south. I mean, it, yeah. it's just that's, that's a, the biggest development. That's such a good answer, actually, because like. I've, uh, everybody complains about traffic everywhere, and obviously you guys from LA, like that's probably you all don't know like, traffic uh, exactly. Like <laughs> you, you, you know, you know, one hour of inconvenience. Right. Yeah, nine nine a, eight a.m. to nine a.m. or five p.m. to six p.m. Like, yeah, that's all we got. You traffic know? in LA is a twenty-three hour experience. Yeah. <laughs> um, I so I actually just moved to Burkdale, and I was thinking like, oh man, everything looks new. It's it's all 
literally brand new. I mean, yeah. the scope yeah. of things, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's a beautiful area. It's right by the way. I love it. But I wish I could go back and buy some of that, that really cheap property around the lake that yeah. Duke Power sold back when it Dude, dammed it up. Let's not even get started. Yeah, I moved here in 2010, else. the south end. Where we're sitting right now is an empty, vacant warehouse yep. <laughs> that I could have bought for 30 cents on the dollar. Yep. It is no longer. It is now Brewers at 4,001 Yes. Thank you for hosting and us. Thank you for hosting us. And, yeah, you, you guys are rock stars. Thank you. No, that's exactly right, though. I, I met a, a bartender actually down the street at Protagonist. She was born and raised here. Her family was born and raised here. And her family, her like grandparents on both sides had houses in South End. And the houses still exist today from like the 1920s or something crazy. And they recently sold them. And she was so bummed because like that would have been 20 bucks. 80 years ago, and that would have been $2 million. Yep. Yeah. The amount yeah. of growth. I mean, all over yep. the place. My grandparents, uh, all growing up, they lived over off of Providence in, I can't remember the name, can't remember the name of the neighborhood, right off, right up near Colony. And okay. they bought the house for like 60 grand 30 years ago. <laughs> Sold it for like 900000 in disrepair. Right. Like oh, yeah. 10 years ago. Right. Yep. Oh, my goodness. When we moved here in 2010, like, we're just coming out, sort of thinking about coming out of the Great Recession. I mean, it was ridiculous. We bought our house here in 2011 before moving to Georgia. And we're like, moving here from L.A., we're like, I'm sorry, you want how much for this house? Right. Okay, I can... I could put that on my Amex. I'm pretty sure I can get it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a, a limit extension. Could you build us another one, like right next door, so I could have an office? Yeah. I mean, it's an just ridiculous house. how cheap things were. Yeah. Yeah. I, and they're not anymore, which yeah, I guess still compared to LA, still compared to New York, mm-hmm. where a lot of people are moving down from. That's, that's the problem. Selling their house. <laughs> Damn New Yorkers. <laughs> Friggin' LA million, people. Million dollars in equity in their and their home barbecue. There. Right come down here and pay cash yeah and yeah. buy two of them you know yep <laughs> buy one get one free exactly yeah. yeah so how long have you been running your business now chris we started we started t2b in 2017 okay so that was august 2017 was day one okay yeah. wow so that's that's about five years almost to the date right yep and we've been working for the gentleman who we eventually acquired his company as well we've been working for him since you know, four years prior to that. Okay. 2013, 2014. That's right. Cause you bought out his portion or his practice, right? In 2019. In so 2019. we had started growing our company and we were doing what essentially was contract work for him. Mm-hmm. And then once we got big enough and he was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm ready to move to the beach. We passed. Yeah. In the night. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Just swapped so, back. So how was COVID? I mean, you got PPP loans. You got you got oh, uh, yeah. you got the well, new version, like the employment retention RTC. situation. I mean, uh, everyone I knew in banking or in your end of the world was like, uh, you know, I understand the entire world is shut down, but my I I there's not enough hours in the day right. for me to service what my clients need. Yeah. So uh, we play a unique role. In the, in the PPP and the ERTC, because we're not CPAs, mm-hmm. we're, we, we don't have any liability in, when we give somebody input on, on what to do or what not to do nice. when it comes to their financials. So our role was getting all of their paperwork together. We referred them to companies that, that would process these grants, mm-hmm. and, and, and we would essentially help them get it. 
but not from a, take a liability. So we wouldn't sign off on anything like that. So we we probably assisted with 80 to 100 PPP loans. Okay. And we've probably we probably assisted with 30 or 40 small businesses in getting their ERTC money. But we're also not charging you know, 20%. Some of these companies out there are taking big chunks of money to yep. go on the line oh, for really? that. And there's a lot of tax repairs, CPAs that won't touch it. Like, yeah. nope. You know, cause if they come, if the IRS could, you know, come back a few years from now and say, well, this was in the fine print that you couldn't do this. Right. You know, there's been a lot of, the ERTC is especially challenging. Yeah. Cause it's up in the air. Like if you didn't, most people didn't lose 20% or, or more in sales year over year. So then you have to, there had to be some kind of government ordinance telling you you had to be closed. You don't want to go on the line and get, you know, hundred grand back for your company. When you technically didn't need it. With, well, yeah. the need isn't part of the equation. Everybody oh. needs it. Yeah, well, that's fair. <laughs> the good news is the 87,000 new IRS agents are only there to Audit. go after the 116 billionaires in this country. Cause I mean, that's logical. Yeah. So it's not like they're going to be auditing every human being on earth who took all this money from the government. Well, and I'm not going to say any names, but I'm, I'd be willing to bet that most of them are here for one person, one particular billionaire <laughs> who may or may not have been raided recently. Right. I, I'm sure I have no idea what you're talking about. The FBI yeah. is absolutely a stand-up organization and there's no politicization of that place at all but uh. a couple of buddies of mine in the fbi are like oh god i'm gonna die you, you people are going to kill me of course i do what they have to keep track of me is that Their why job you're, that is why you're not i was gonna say is that why he's not in prison <laughs> you know so on a oh, go ahead yeah no no i was gonna say on a on a day-to-day -day function what do you normally do for your clients so our main our main focus in our business is keeping our clients on the yellow brick road so bringing in all their expenses and income making sure their books are up to date and in order doing their month-end close work that's that's all what the day-to-day -day looks like for one of our account managers most business owners it's the accounting stuff's out of sight, out of mind. They're focused on their trade. They're not focused on accounting. They're doing it on the weekends, they're doing it at night, and mm -hmm. they're doing it halfway, because yeah. they don't know any better. And then all of a sudden, either Uncle Sam gets them, or they go to get a loan, and the bank's like, no thank you. Like, I don't know what to do with all this. We, they bring us in to, to, to keep up with their day to day. It's mostly reconciled. Yes, always. <laughs> mostly, mostly reconciled. Yep. <laughs> it's my favorite kind of accounting practice. I, I was very diligent until one day. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, how many discovery calls we have with potential new clients, and the first thing they say is, "I, I reconcile my account every day." Oh, do you? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Doubt it. No. Let's... I, I do mine annually. <laughs> I, or at least you're honest. I have yeah, a, I, I do it annually. I mean, I, I'm quick in an eye. I mean, I can't get my P&L out to my accountant until I put all the damn things in, except all the, the things coming in from my bank. So, like, yeah, I do it annually. Okay. I've got a five-year plan. Yeah. <laughs> five-year plan. It's on nice. the roadmap somewhere. Nice. <laughs> I mean, I'm smart enough to actually pay quick in to do my payroll because I tried to get cheap on that last year, and 
I'm like, no, this is this is stupid. Even though I only cut like five checks a year, yeah, it's just it's worth it to, to keep track of it. Do the tax payments, everything. Yeah, reconciles at the end of the year. I just shoot it over to my accountant, and, and life is good. Yep. Do most clients, most new clients, come to you in that situation of, oh crap, something is going wrong. I need somebody to like at least put a second set of eyes on it or is it hey i want to be proactive and make sure that these are going come on Jack. oh yeah business owners are totally proactive i'm hopeful i don't know the answer it's it's 80 percent. it's they're coming when they they have a problem or they need something or they're about mm. to they're about to have a divorce because you know yeah. they're they're trying to get something taken care of in it and it can't and then they need it, they need it cleaned up that's usually where we start and then we the monthly recurring is you know what we're looking to keep them in line yeah forever. i mean jack yeah. you probably could answer that question their their phone number is 1-800-OT yeah right exactly the dumpster fire <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. that comes straight to my cell phone right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> dial extension it just hit the fan yeah yeah, yeah. The, in the accounting's like I, said, I i know at least with quickbooks it is a constant battle trying to keep the deposits and what's coming in yeah. like i have a 39 cent deposit in my account i don't know what it goes to yeah and i know driving an accountant crazy not knowing where that 39 cents just add it well that's no idea what it's for because the business it's a stamp the business owner's gonna be like who cares it's 39 cents right yeah i got but <laughs> i got no time for that exactly but the bookkeeper is gonna put got that in the right spot Got to, right. got to, gonna go getting it oh, up in the right place. It'll yeah. match. <laughs> yeah, it'll match something. I'll make it'll it match. match something. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's funny. That's uh, that's when the vendor is something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's the problem. Is it's thirty nine cents and has no exclamation or where it came from. Yeah. No, Usually, when you get a deposit, it has at the bottom yeah. where it came from. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this doesn't say anything. Just does thirty nine cents in my account. <laughs> Description. Do you really care? Yeah. It's like. <laughs> This, earlier this year, was it early? Yeah, earlier this year, I went from BB&T back to Bank of America, and I forgot to add all my things from BB&T. And so I just unlinked BB&T because I'm like, I don't want BB&T in there anymore. Then I realized that by doing that, I had unlinked all the pending things, and so I had to get paper copies of my statement and put them all back in. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Man, you should have a bookkeeper do that. And honestly, that was, <laughs> it was probably the most accurate my, my, my cookbooks has ever been. So <laughs> go well, ahead. Well, I was going to say, it's, uh, those are always the worst situations when somebody comes to us and they need like two years fixed. They Oof. haven't had their taxes done. Oh, yeah. And they've moved bank accounts. So you can't, you can only get paper statements. Yeah. You can't, you know, our... I'm not trying to charge people on a leg. I want to get it done as fast as we can so we can keep moving. Right. So when I have to, when we get paper statements and we can't link it to the software, and we're dealing with one of those right now, needs, you know, a good company wants to start franchising. They've, their books are four years behind. Oh, oh Lord. All right. So from a business owner, you being the business owner of this business, when you get that, you're like, okay, we can do it. But don't expect it anytime soon, or do you charge them a print? Like, how does that? How does that conversation go? I think it's on the client's expectations. How fast you yeah. want it done? Okay. Yeah. If they Good, want fast, it done, cheap. If they want it done in two right. weeks, take two. I'll get it done in two weeks, but it's it's going to cost. Yeah. yeah. If Fair. you know, yeah. We, every time around tax season, and then randomly throughout the year when somebody's trying to get a loan, that's the phone call we get. Yeah. Yep. Hey, my tax are due on the fifteenth of September because I filed an extension. It's the eighth. 
I need this done. Yeah. I can, right. we can do it. <laughs> right. You yeah, know, like and, it, and, well, and a lot of other, a lot of other small or regional bookkeeping companies in tax firms, nope, they won't yeah. touch it. So we, we want to try to help. It really all comes down to the client and their willingness to be, to, to assist us. Cause we're going to ask questions and we're going to have, you know, things that need to be answered. Right. That's the hard part. It's like when, when someone's four years behind, you're assuming that they are probably a cluster F and the likelihood of them actually picking up their phone when you need to talk to them is pretty low. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you just, I guess you just got to charge accordingly and, and, and hope for the best. Yeah. That, that is what I like. And we've talked like business before, obviously. And I, I like that cause you've got a boatload of clients. And the answer is always yes, but it's to Russell's point, good, fast, cheap, pick two. Mm-hmm. And you've got it operationalized enough. So you can take on a solopreneur to probably a corporation, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But anything in the middle, it's just we're going to manage those expectations. We can do it, but manage. Well, and I, there's two things that we do that are probably a little bit different than other firms. Okay. If we close all of our books, usually by the 15th, so over 500 clients, by the 15th, we're going to have them all closed out. If it gets to the end of the month and we're waiting on stuff from the client and we don't, they, we just haven't heard from them, we'll drop them. We won't bill them and we'll yeah. just give them their stuff back. Yeah. Because for me, it's more about my team. Mm-hmm. Them, right. not, them not caring Chasing, over project yeah. work. The second one is we don't, we don't do any credit card billing. All of it is ACH on the first of the month. Smart. When we do project Smart. work, yeah. you get paid up front. That's it. We're going to take good care of you. And there's been a couple of times I've given money back. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think if we stick to those guns, I'm not dealing with somebody who's four years behind and they're, they're way in debt and, they, and, and the company right. probably shouldn't be going anymore anyway. And that's, yep. that's the tough advice that they need to hear, even if it doesn't, isn't welcome sometimes. Yeah. Yes, not everybody's the right client. But, and yeah. and every know. day we're getting stronger at it. But yeah. I, I agree with you a thousand percent. Yeah. Back early on. I'd have taken, I mean, oh, yeah. you had a heartbeat. Well, let's go. Yeah, let's go. exactly. Yeah. Can, you, can you fog up the smear? Good. We're good. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and that's business maturity is yeah. when you get to the point, you get to pick which clients you want yep. and don't have to deal with the ones you don't want because mm-hmm. right. they're a train wreck. Like I said, if they're not responsive, mm-hmm. they're already going to be a problem. I mean, we, we kind of run into that where it's like, oh, well, they're just doing it because they have to. Yeah. And it's like, this is not going to go well. Mm-hmm. And it's right. a fight the whole time you're... It's just not worth it. No, everything's a fight. Everything's like, well, why Why is this? Because like, it's like, law. Right. Because <laughs> you're like, oh, like some price will make it worth it. It's still probably not. Yeah. It's just no. really like... I mean, I got a, I've got a hard and fast rule, whether it's volunteering or with a not-for-profit or, or mentoring people. If you don't want it for yourself more than I want it for you, we're done. That's, yeah, there you go. Yeah, and during our, we have a very process-oriented discovery, you know, thing that we go through and we're yeah. trying to figure out. And it's it's 10% about what the work's gonna be. It's 90%, are we gonna be a good fit? Right. Like, mm-hmm. Are you gonna be responsive? Right. Do you show up for calls? Do you, do you know how to work the video to get into the call? Like, I mean, all, it all plays a role. Yeah, it does. And yeah. It, you know, and it's, it's all part of that process of trying to bring on the clients that are going to stick with you. Even if they have a mess, I meet business owners every day that have a mess on their hands, but they're, they're great. They just right. need, they just need the right yeah. people around them. Sometimes things just get out of control. And That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You can have a mess and be totally responsible and totally responsive. Just, Hey, I haven't had time to deal with this. 
yep. let me know what you need and I will get it to you. I just have no idea even where to start. Yeah. Exactly. Which is okay. And yeah, and, and it's like said, with, with QuickBooks, one little thing gets out of alignment mm -hmm. and it just snowballs from there and yeah. everything gets out of whack. Dude, I have no account. idea what you're talking about. I yeah. totally don't have a <laughs> negative $60,000 balance on, right. Right. on my, Four years ago. my <laughs> bank balance is like 30. I'm like, how does this work? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, Chris, thank you so much for coming on, man. Oh, um, I enjoyed it. Thank you. Yeah. Any last words? Favorite, favorite, uh, let's do, so you're in BNI, I know that. Yep. Favorite networking thing to do, not a networking group, but favorite networking thing to do in the small business world in Charlotte? Podcast. Totally yeah. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> this podcast. This podcast. This podcast, specifically. Yeah. And this networking event. Yeah. This podcast. Perfect. Yeah. 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 Good group the P3 of people. networking events and the four transplants podcast is yeah. really all you need to do it's, in yeah, Charlotte. I, I just really so, want the shameless plug there. So <laughs> Especially if you have a real estate problem that needs solving. Right. Those are like the people definitely need to do this yeah. podcast. No, this is awesome. A, a local who moved and came back. Charlotte's a great place. 485 is magical. I think I'm going to use that word. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and uh, you're an awesome businessman, so thanks for making the time and thanks for coming out. Thanks for having me. No, actually, what, what is one of your favorite? Oh, I, yeah. no. <laughs> we're not We're not going with the shameless plug? No. <laughs> so one of my favorite networking things, I've, just, I've only been back for a year. And when I was here before, I was in operations. I wasn't in any kind of networking. I've, I've been talking to EO. I yeah. think they're oh, a pretty cool. good organization. Yeah. yeah, I've met with so many different people, but I, I just enjoy talking shop wherever I can find a group of business owners together. Yeah, I was an SAP yeah. with, with EO, and it was it was definitely a good group. Yep. Yeah, I've got a like lot a of really clients good. who are who do EO, and it's a good group. Yeah, nice. I've heard good things. Yep. Good things. Yep. Even like the EO accelerator, and then like whatever the real yeah, EO. Yeah, I don't. Yep. I don't like just networking. I want more to it. Yeah, you want to talk about business and yeah. I want to yeah. roll up our sleeves and like help each other. And I think that's that's what attracts me to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, that's a good Not one. Not to mention the fact that you get to learn how to how to curl from uh, they got John oh, You mean like curl, like the Olympic Games curling, curling, yeah, yeah. We were taught how to curl by the captain of the only gold-winning American team, John Schlesinger. I'm going to butcher his name. I'm sorry, John. He was awesome, but it was he, like he's the, a big fan, by the, the way. Captain of the the gold winning Olympic male curling team, so it's like wow. this is freaking cool. Yeah, that Patches is a hula guy hand. rolls in with a gold <laughs> medal and teaches you how to curl. Patches a hula hand coach. Patches a hula <laughs> hand coach. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. All right, EO, that's a good one. Actually, mm -hmm. I need to look more into that myself. Actually, is, um, is EO had an actual name? Because I have no idea. It's what that uh, is. What is Entrepreneurs, Entrepreneurs Organization. Yeah. All right. There yeah. we go. Thanks again to Brewers at Four Thousand One Yancey. Thanks again, Chris, for visiting. This was a good time, everybody. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. If I had a perfect day, I would have it start this way. Open up the fridge and have a tall boy. Yeah. Then I'd meet up with my friends.